Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's my show. Hey. Put a little bit. I never get this line out the first time. It's not even good. Hey. Put a little bit. Put a little bit more in there, cowboy. And the bulldog. What's your degree in? Kicking ass and taking names. <laughs> On WGR Sports Radio 550. All right, the Super Bowl is almost here. It's still on a Sunday. The movement, if it's even that, to have the game move to Saturday because it's it just makes so much more sense. Uh, it's really never – is the commissioner even asked this question at these press conferences on Super Bowl week, moving the game to a Saturday? I don't think so. I don't – I don't – I don't I, – yeah, I, I've not seen it come up. Be nice, though. Much yeah. more convenient. I don't know. I think so, anyway. Ian Harditz with us on the West Her Hotline from PFF. Ian, you have a take on whether the Super Bowl would be better on a Saturday night? I feel like the Super Bowl needs to be on Sunday, but let's we already have, you know, a make believe holiday and President's Day that we just arbitrarily assign to a date. So let's make that <laughs> Monday after the Super Bowl and then we're all happy. I'm fine with that. Let's let's take Monday off. It's always that always works. How are you, by the way? Doing great, brother. Appreciate you guys having me on. As always, you know, sorry that the Bills will not be romping around here this weekend, but still obviously promising future. I know you guys have been hearing that. We've been updating the Stefan Diggs, you know, standing on the field after the game picture for a couple years now. But that future is still a lot brighter than, you know, a good 25, 26 teams in the NFL, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, that seems right. We got to yeah, definitely feel that. I like romping around too. We are also very sad they're not romping around in the desert. Right let's now. let's update that Diggs image to one of his jumping around on the sideline at the end of the toward the end of that game against Cincinnati. He was not pleased. I'll say this though. I mean, the guy wants the ball. The guy wants to win. You know, isn't that kind of what you expect out of your players with this? So one of those things where. Uh, it's tough for anyone to – I don't even want to call him a sore loser because even that, I mean, a sore loser is someone that doesn't like losing. Those are the kind of guys I want uh, playing for the same goal that I am. So, Diggs and all these, you know, so-called diva wide receivers, man, I think there's worse things than your best players out there wanting to be more involved. 
I I agree with almost all of that. The the only the only hitch Mike was was the one who pointed this out to our audience right after the game. Like the first long pass to Diggs, like on the first series, maybe it was the third play of the game, if not the first play of the game, was an was a slight overthrow, and Diggs was mad then. And like the game just began. Like I know it's seven nothing already, but like he seemed like pretty tight the whole afternoon. I mean, it's it's different to me at four o'clock than it is at like one ten in the afternoon. <laughs> nah, that's a fair point. But also, you know, lost in all of this. How about you know teammate of the year Duke Johnson? You know, been on Thank the you. practice squad for most of the season. He was the one bringing Stephon Diggs back out there onto the field. And for those of us that forget, you know, the use all time leading rusher in Duke Johnson. Uh, it's a shame he didn't get more of a chance in that backfield. All due respect to Devin Singletary. I know James Cook was coming on. I mean, Knight Hines just put the ball into Duke's hands, especially on kick return. We all know what he can do. But I'll be very curious, you know, how they do address that running back position moving forward because the obsession they've kind of had in getting that scat back, the whole J.D. McKissick thing last offseason. They go ahead and they use a second round on James Cook, who we saw can run between the tackles, but let's face it, he's also not someone you're exactly anticipating to get 15, 20 carries per game. I'll be very curious now with Devin Singletary as an unrestricted uh, free agent, what they're going to do there, because for a team that doesn't want to run the ball, we've seen that time and time again, which is how highly in the league they rank in their overall pass play rate. Awful lot of attention has been spent, you know, solidifying this position over the past few years. You guys have any leans on if it could be more of a free agency thing or I guess <laughs> another day two pick added to this position? I just love it. You're just you're just walking right into it, Ian. This is going to be our lives for the next three months. I anticipate, or however long the draft is from now, uh, because we spent already an hour today, the first of what will be many this off season, talking about B. John Robinson and whether at 27 that's a good idea. Will we believe any reporting that indicates the Bills are interested in that, etc.? Um, I, I said at the end, near the end of last hour, that. Spending a first-round pick on the heels of having spent a second-round pick last year on the running back position in the NFL in 2023 sounds like it, it, it sounds like not, I just can't even get my head around it. It's like looking at a painting I'm not supposed to understand. Like it's, I, I wouldn't want to be that team in a million years. <laughs> And it's not like Zach Moss is the cheapest guy in the world, you know, a couple of years before that. And then you bring in Nine Hines. So, yeah, personally, I do not think they should be using you know, the first-round pick on the position, as great as Bijan is. Unfortunately, it's just the most replaceable position in the league, and that's why we see guys like Donovan Knight and these other players just, you know, end up being big big parts of the team picture by the time the season comes along, even though we half the time didn't even know what their name was when the season started. So, you know, if I had my way about it, you know, we wouldn't even have a salary cap in the NFL and we could have these awesome running backs, awesome football players that at every level of the game, high school, they're getting force fed the ball and college, they're five star recruits that Nick Saban, whoever, you know, are traveling their household to try to get them. It's only at the NFL that we have this salary cap that unfortunately we talk about running backs as being the replaceable so it is what it is and when we're considering them versus the other 22 positions you know i understand not wanting to use a first round pick on it that said guys you start turning on those Bijan highlights and my goodness i guess the big thing is just trying to have someone that when it is you know fourth and one third and one as great as josh allen and as successful as he has been you know basically just being that uh lone running back in the backfield when they decide he's gonna put his head down and hurdle you do whatever he's gonna do to pick up the first down i mean if they really could add someone that just has again a little bit more of that force to him because as good as singletary is i think 
I do think he is underrated. You look at his missed tackles, force his yards per carry. He's been very efficient. Also not exactly someone that I think defenses are feeling the biggest need to stack that box. And to be fair, outside of running back, yes, Stephon Diggs is fantastic, but defenses also don't necessarily have that second wide receiver out there to worry about either. Ian Harditz of PFF. I got rolling last night, Ian, out with friends. On It was really just organic. The idea... All this obsession, teams, fantasy, everybody with, you called it scat back, this pass-catching running back role. The Bills, as much as anybody, have showed, shown a, a real interest, <laughs> to put it mildly perhaps, in, in that. And they didn't even really get there this year. I don't know. I mean, just go through the league, and you might have a guy that supposedly can't catch the ball, but then they throw it to him, and he does. Derrick Henry a little bit. Kenneth Walker maybe would be this ultimately for Seattle. I guess we really don't know yet. We we talk about Hines with Indianapolis or McKissick with Washington, and we talk about those teams like they get like no they're known to be weaker when they put those guys on the field. And you know, Josh Jacobs didn't get thrown the ball, but then he did and he was able to catch it. And other guys like that. Singletary was passable. He had the lowest receiving grade by PFF in the NFL last year for running backs, passable this year. I, I just wonder if our heads are in the right place when it comes to this. Teams, us, analysts, everybody, like, do we really need to worry about this particular role so much? McKinnon in Kansas City. McKinnon is the perfect picture in the dictionary guy for this. They go to the, the playoffs, and he's not doing it. And it's Pacheco, and they throw the ball to him, and guess what? He catches it and runs. I don't know. Am I, am I anywhere here? No, I think you're I think you're onto it, man. Look, when we think of the best fantasy running back in football over the past two years, it's been Austin Eckler. Before him, Christian McCaffrey. Fantastic running backs. Like no one's doubting that. You put on their highlights and they're great, but you know what? Let's look at those offenses. How is it when your running back is getting 110, 120 targets a season and your quarterback, okay, if they're going through their progressions and then we get to read number four, like that's why McKinnon has been doing so great with the Chiefs, I think, more than anything. And he's a good player his own right, unfortunately, had, you know, some of his prime years taken away by injury. But Mahomes, you know, getting through those three reads and then getting to the running back when it matters, that's how you maximize that position. But when we look at the offenses, again, leaning on the McCaffreys and the Ecklers, as good as those players are, are, no, I don't think that Justin Herbert should be dropping back to pass and having a bottom five average depth of target because they're focused on four speed and the running back. And the Buffalo Bills have not been even trying to be that type of offense. One of the things I looked at over the past few weeks was expected fantasy points per game, which not trying to get uh, too crazy with this. All it is is looking at the targets and carries that every team's backfield got and what they were expected to get, you know, after running a bunch of simulations on that exact type of play and stuff. And basically the three teams in the NFL that have had awesome offenses over the past three years, but still rank among the bottom 10 offenses in their expected backfield points per game are the Bills, the Eagles, and the Baltimore Ravens. Uncoincidentally, you know, we're looking at teams that have these mobile quarterbacks who are fantastic for those offenses. That's why I think the Bills since 2020 have been number two in scoring in the entire NFL. Josh Allen is fantastic for Buffalo. He's fantastic for Josh Allen fantasy managers, fantastic for Stephon Dix fantasy managers. Not so great for the running backs, though, because he's scrambling instead, checking the ball down. And once again, inside the 10-yard line, Bills fans know as well as anyone that he's going to be factored into that equation in terms of punching the ball in himself. Same thing with Jalen Hurts in Philly. Same thing with Lamar Jackson in Baltimore. So when you have a weapon like Josh Allen, who, as we kind of said before, ends up being your primary kind of short yardage running back in the first place 
it's just one of those things where if you're going to try to spend a bunch on the position, it just seems unnecessary because you're already an offense that has been proven time and time again not to value running backs. Even, you know, they value them less than even teams that already don't overly care for it. So, you know, obviously, Brandon Bean, everything the front office has done, it's an awesome roster. We're nitpicking here. Again, opening up like this is a top six team moving forward. I'd be much more thrilled, though, to see them try to upgrade these number two, number three, number four wide receivers, not be trying to party like it's 2020 again and bringing back John Brown and Cole Beasley, you know, in week 13 and week 14. Let's add the pass weapons because ultimately this team is going to win and, you know, win and die, win or lose with Josh Allen behind Josh Allen. And I think we're helping Josh Allen be even better by helping the wide receivers versus the running backs, which again, Buffalo just is not consistently using at the same level as other offenses. Well, they picked 27th and as somebody who agrees with you, I think most fans would say the same about receiver. It got to that point where the Bills looked like they did not really have the weapons that they were going to need. Is the draft, if you know, so Smith and Jigbo, Ohio State, I know that's your team. Like, a thought on him or just what you might know about receiver and this draft. Um, free agency, I know you've been working on that, too. It doesn't look like a great list in that department. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. The draft is so much stronger at wide receiver. I, mean, I think we're going to see like Jacoby Myers and DJ Chark being this year's kind of version of Christian Kirk, where, yes, they are good receivers. And we saw Christian Kirk, you know, more than make up for that gaudy amount he'll get paid. But I'm just calling it, you know, Jacoby and DJ Chark, those are going to be the guys that I don't want to say more casual fans, but people are going to be surprised how much they're making because the overall depth of free agency is not there. So Jackson Smith and Jibba, as you said, I am, you know, Columbus, Ohio, sitting here. Uh, right now about 10 minutes from the horseshoe watched every game that young man's played in last full game going over 300 yards against utah i mean the highs are there that said you know compared to these other players garrett wilson chris alave and uh, even marvin harrison jr now who's still spending their year at ohio state i would put jackson you know behind those guys and that's just my opinion i heard garrett wilson uh get interviewed you know it's uh, radio row he said that jackson's better than him and chris alave and chris alave agrees so obviously garrett and chris know a little bit more about playing wide receiver than I do with that. But just in terms of watching what Jackson has brought to the table, the reason why I don't think he's going to quite be a top 10 pick is because he was, he'll be breaking really a lot of history of NFL top 10 pick wide receivers, having that, you know, sub four, four speed or being this, you know, six foot two, 200 plus pound monster. And he's just working with his back against the wall with that. So incredible player after the catch, you know, slot maven, all that. I would just say you turn on the highlights and I find myself more times and not being a little bit more impressed with Stroud than I necessarily was with JSN. So we're nitpicking here. Again, I'm comparing him against the Offensive Rookie of the Year and Garrett Wilson, Marvin Harrison Jr., who will in all likelihood be a top-10 pick, and then Chris Olave just had the fifth-highest yards per out run of any rookie receiver since 2015. So the bar is incredibly high, but going to an offense like the Bills where, guess what, he doesn't have to be that alpha wide receiver. He slides in as an overqualified number two living in the slot next to Diggs. I could be a fantastic setup and honestly just even if it's not going to be jackson let's use some of these early round picks on wide receivers and just add to the treasure chest we got going on in buffalo gabriel davis even if we weren't pleased with what he ended up doing this year was playing hurt for most of the season which unfortunately when guys do play injured we tend to kind of forget about after a few weeks but beyond that i mean khalil shakur he flashed that was still only a fifth round pick Let's add some of these early round picks to that wide receiver room because, again, that's been proven to be an offense where, you know, 
10 formation, 10 personnel. Mm-hmm. We have four wide receivers out there. They're already using that more than almost any NFL team out there. So if you're going to be that type of offense, let's really invest in it. At the risk of cutting it too fine, Ian, is Smith Ojigba someone you said he wouldn't be a, probably not a top 10 pick, um, but is he like there's a lot of room between 10 and 27? Like, would, would, would the Bills be silly to not run the card up there if, if he were available at 27? Like, where is that around where he should go? I think I think twenty seven would be awesome for him there. I would be very curious at what his eventual you know over under comes in at if we can get those NFL draft props going. If I had to guess, you know nineteen and a half would be about where I'm settling. So if it does, I mean here's the thing, guys. Like from what I've seen from his recruiting profile and the expectation and just him coming off his hamstring injury, who even knows if he's going to be testing at the combine? And if he does, I mean we see this where great players are not playing football and all of a sudden draft rankings are going crazy and people are freaking out about a bunch of stuff that doesn't even involve playing football. I mean, this time last year, maybe a couple more months, but, you know, we had Malik Willis unironically going number two, the Lions, and a fair amount of mock drafts. So I think JSN picked number 27, more than fair. I think he's going to be a great pro. I just don't think he has those physical, you know, intangibles and traits that we're going to see make someone, you know, a top 10 pick in a similar mold as number one guy last year in Trayvon Wall where I think a lot of people didn't even see that coming until a couple days before the draft. But then you look up and you start really seeing what these NFL teams care about. And as awesome as Jackson Smith and Jigma might be, don't think he has that height-weight-speed combo that's going to warrant that top-ten pick. Ian, what do you see happening Sunday? I thought about this. I'm going Chiefs 28, Eagles 27. Best piece of, I think, analysis I've heard on the game came from Stucky over at Action Network, always doing fantastic stuff. And his main point, and made it pretty quickly after the conference championships, was uh, he believes, you know, a few years we'll look back at this and just be, you know, honestly surprised that one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history was an underdog in this spot. So, you know, we can look a little more about how the Eagles' number two pressure rate in the league, you know, just hasn't been quite as good against offenses that have been able to have, you know, a low pressure to sack conversion. You look at Dak Prescott, even Dave. Davis Mills, and um, there's a third offense that actually gave Philly more trouble than most, and Mahomes actually is better than anyone at that. So is he at 100%? That's a question. But is Jalen Hurts at 100% uh, as well? Because, you know, as great of an addition as A.J. Brown was this year, and believe me, he's a baller, I mean, 50 receiving yards in the entire playoffs. They were able to just dominate the Giants and field position, set them up so well against the 49ers. Very curious exactly how well Hurts is going to be able to open it up on that shoulder if forced to do so. So I do think the Chiefs as a whole team, maybe the discrepancy between them and the Eagles, yeah, I'll give the nod to the Eagles looking at the wide receiver groups and the O-line and all that. I don't think that gap is necessarily as wide as it is between Mahomes and Hurts. So very close game, but I think it should probably be flipped and have the Chiefs as more of a one, one one-and-a-half point favorites. Give me KC. Are you drafting for next year yet? No, I'm not quite that savage. I'm just keeping up. I'm maintaining the dynasty squads right now. I try to, you know, really be prepped for free agency. I'll start diving into some of the best ball waters after uh, free agency goes because you can get some nice value on the rookies before the draft going. But I try to, you know, start drafting when April comes around. How about you, Mike? Three so far. Only three. <laughs> it's actually, I'm kind of proud of myself. It's only three. Um, <laughs> so Spears, the guy who t- sort of crushed it at the Senior Bowl, Tajay Spears, yeah, yeah. his name is. You know, I, I, who knows what's going to happen? Like, I have a lot, lot of teams from last year with running backs that, like Kevin Harris and guys that barely even made the league. And- How powerful is Cox Internet? 
powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details didn't end up playing at all but um all right you know it's <laughs> it's the 17th 18th round and there's one guy at the senior bowl that seems to be crushing it and everybody agrees so i'll, I'll draft i have three i have three teams they all have tajay spears on them how about that <laughs> let's go man i'm, I'm go. gonna do a draft now just to go get me some uh tajay spears uh exposure don't miss well. out you don't want to be you don't want to you don't wanna miss out yeah yeah i mean with the way the way this hype train works you might have to you know, you might get sniped on Tajay Spears oh in your in your goodness. league. I remember uh, it was in August when the Isaiah Pacheco hype train was just out of control, and like the Chiefs social media team literally sends out three yes. tweets showing just guys jogging through the ladders doing training camp drills. The Pacheco one had a good like, you know, million plus more views than Jared McKinnon and Ronald Jones doing the exact same thing. So credit to Pacheco, man. He's been fun to watch out here. You know, he's got some of that young Marion Barber. May he uh, rest in peace in him out there. So not. His Hating on uh, Pacheco here, but hey, man, it is uh, it is crazy how hyped up we give with some of these prospects again during a stretch where no actual football being played. Hey, anybody who is as you don't have to be as into it as as Ian and I are, uh, but even just casual interest in fantasy football, Ian is doing. He's just pounding out these podcasts all the time. You can just pick them up, Spotify. You, you want to subscribe, but you don't have to subscribe. You can just listen to them and get so much information from him. Um, just, I admire the work you do. It's, you're just all over it all the time and, uh, really good. So, uh, always great to talk to you, Ian. Hopefully I'll see you in the summer. Absolutely, man. Appreciate you guys having me on. Best of luck next season. The Bills. Hope I talk to you guys again soon. All right. Thanks. Ian Harditz of PFF at iHarditz on Twitter. If, if I, if I said, I really like that guy every time we've had him on. Yeah. You know, I never said it, you, I, but I, I really enjoyed that. You have. And you know who I heard from about that? Krautwurst, he's feeling a little bit jilted. Well, I mean, yeah, he, what happened he, to me? You, well, you, you got to get in front of me, Adam. 
Right. I mean, I, I don't know. He's busy with his flag football. I mean, you got to, you know. He's the most serious flag football player I know. Is Adam? Wow, what a what a declaration! Yes, what a, what a thing to be. I have to rank all the players I, well, the friends I have that play flag football, and then I rank them by their seriousness for the sport. He's number one. Bijan Robinson, the Super Bowl, the Sabers, eight oh three oh five fifty. Here talking sports as always. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. We've got Sal at five, Paul at six, Niagara at seven. This is WGR. Robinson. Follow his blockers, reversing field, Robinson, stutter step, Robinson turns on the Jets, and Robinson is in, touchdown number four for Bijan Robinson. Look, it just happened. I didn't order it, I didn't order that. <laughs> Send it back. Bijan Robinson of Texas is good at football. 258 carries this year in 12 games. Well, they they used him. <laughs> they, they, it sounds like it, yeah. They fed him. 18 touchdowns. Uh, yeah, he is. Let's see, what do you know about him? He's from Tucson. Six foot 220 for He'll Texas. hold up in this weather. You can't make plays like that in the NFL. I don't yeah, know. good luck getting away with any of that in the NFL. <laughs> good luck. Which reminds me, I had a bet on Jack Eichel to score a goal last night, and guess what? Nice job. He did. Yeah, like, oh, oh, he did score last night. Yes. Oh, okay. Good for you. I was. I, I see. I must have seen this before last night's game because since his coach kind of called him out, he had like one assist in nine games or something. Right. I but, was okay. He delivered. They won big last night. Yeah. He his goal made it five one. And oh. I, I was with Joe, like, Brad wow. Boys, nice to meet you. <laughs> wow. Mr. Clutch. Right. Yes. Okay, so he's got two points in ten games since his coach called him out. I, I say that not knowing if he had any other assists last night or anything. I'm sorry. but I have a trivia question for you. It's not about the Super Bowl, but it is about the NFL. Okay. So last night were the awards. Coach of the year went to Brian Dable. How about that? That's another thing you're going to hear if the Bills struggle next year is Dable. Now he has a coach of the year, first year out of the Bills, and he won it. And Sean McDermott finished fourth, very respectable, even finished ahead of Nick Sirianni, who was the favorite for, let's say, much of the season. Last year, so they changed the voting this year. You could vote for five players for MVP, 5 4 3 2 1. Coach of the year was three, five, three, one. You voted for three coaches. Last year it was one vote for all these things. You just voted for one name. Fifty voters. Who who do you vote for for coach of the year? Name the five coaches last year that got votes. <laughs> there was a runaway winner. Um hmm. I'm sorry, I'm stalling while I pull up uh Get the standings. I had to close out the golf. I'm uh, <laughs> looking at the standings. Let's see. Five coaches who got Coach of the Year votes last year. Um, hmm. Well, looking at this year's standings don't really help much. No, that's right. <laughs> they just tell you who the teams are. <laughs> right. Just all I thought I wanted. Okay, Vrabel definitely got Coach of the Year Maybe he was even, was he coach of the year? He was the runaway winner. Okay. Out of 50 votes, he got 36. 
Okay. Four coaches split up the other 14 votes. Uh, I'll say um, LaFleur got votes. That's right. He was second with eight. Um, I will say that McVeigh got votes. No. Okay. I'm out. Should I keep guessing? Uh, one more guess. Uh, I'll say that uh, Zach Taylor got votes. That's right. That, I think, is pretty gettable. He had two. Yeah. Yep. But to take the Bengals to the, the playoffs like he did, it wasn't even the – it was. They did win their division last year, actually, right? They were the – no, yeah, they were the four seed Yeah. last year. So Zach Taylor got two votes. Bill Belichick got one. Oh, okay. And for with three votes, Rich Basaccia. I'm not even 100% sure who the hell that is. <laughs> That's why I wanted to ask you this. Rich Basaccia got three votes last year for Coach of the Year. He was the Raiders coach when they fired Gruden. Ah, sure. And he went in and they made the playoffs. Yeah. So, okay. it's a long time ago. It, it really is. Because all of that that you just said sounds entirely familiar but yet i had no idea before you said it that it all happened <laughs> i mean i remember Gruden getting fired but i just didn't i didn't remember that man's name at all that happens a lot that happens yeah. a lot uh we'll talk to sal in about half an hour curious this move with chad hall uh leaving the bills for mm-hmm. jacksonville it would seem to imply some discord but it doesn't have to be that it could just be life change. It could, sure, it could be Discord. It could be Chad Hall. I think the first person I saw make this point, and I nodded when I saw it, was Sneaky Joe. That you know he's been here. How long has he been here? The entire time. Yeah. And maybe he feels like he's at a dead end here. There's no upward mobility, and maybe going somewhere else, he'll get a chance to you know climb the ladder, so to speak. You might, you might just feel like he stalled out, or there, you know, there could be maybe there's a lot of animosity. I, I don't know, but it, that would surprise me, I, I guess. But he seemed very well liked by the players. Yeah, he was a, for a position coach. He was written about a lot and talked about kind of a lot. So again, uh, we'll have Sal coming up for his input. Eight oh three oh five fifty for your comments. What are you doing for the Super Bowl? Uh, we are having health. Uh, allowing for it because we've had some illness in the house, but I, I, I'm hopeful everyone is. My wife is maybe coming out of it finally, um, but we're supposed to have some 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 of the guys from the Leroy Towns band over because there's a big gig next weekend, and Leo's going to play with them, and I think I am too, and so we need to sort of just there's rehearsals next week out on Grand Island, funny enough, and. But we want to get together, like to just sort of workshop what we're going to be doing before the rehearsals. So, the band is most well. The, th- the three guys that play guitars are all coming over here, I think, Sunday before the Super Bowl, and then we're having a taco bar. Not that it isn't great, but why would you rehearse on the island? Somebody's uh, house. Be, somebody's house. Yeah. So one, somebody volunteered. Hey, I've got the space. I think you know this this person. Um, or at least are acquainted with them, and she said, you know, I've got room, and oh, yeah. I've got equipment, and like, so... D? And she, D, yeah, and she's performing at the at the thing. As All well. right. The yeah, Tom, cool. It's the Tom Petty Show next Saturday at Buffalo Ironworks. Uh, should be a packed house, um, and really great. So anyway, that's the plan. We, we were talking about Super Bowl plans, and it just sort of, I don't know, it dawned on one of them to say, like, 
we should probably get a like a pre-rehearsal rehearsal. And I said, well, okay, why don't we just have the Super Bowl party at my house, and you guys can come over early, and we'll do that, and then eat tacos. The game is just after 6.30. What time do you turn it on? 628 <laughs> uh yeah it, it depends if other years i've watched hockey right up until because i think there's often montreal i think has a thing and they are i think playing again sunday afternoon uh where they play on super bowl sunday in the afternoon in montreal they do twelve thirty so, against edmonton okay well that won't run up till six thirty, obviously but um i don't avoid the pregame stuff but it's you know if 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 we're done with what we're doing uh, and, you know, we're downstairs in the living room, like, I'll, I'll, turn, I'll turn it on. But I, 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 it's not like, oh, i got to get there in time to see blank on the, on the Super Bowl pregame show. I don't really care. Four games Sunday afternoon, the latest at three, Anaheim, Washington. Six games tomorrow at 1 o'clock or earlier, including the Sabres game with Calgary, which is at 1230. So get those lineups in. Mm-hmm. Don't 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 miss out six early games tomorrow and a three o'clock game also. Here's Greg with us. Hi, Greg. Hi, guys. How you doing? Doing well, thank you. Hey, I listen to the show all the time. I really enjoy the show, and I'd like your take on something that may happen if Aaron Rodgers signs with the Jets. Uh, are they then as good as we are, not as good as we are, or maybe even better than we are? I'm not quite sure how I see it, but they're certainly going to be a very good team if he does that. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. Even if it's Derek Carr, I think, could be interesting for because the, they have a lot of good players. They'll have to trade for either guy, and maybe that would cost them one of those good players. I don't know, but... Yeah, I think they are really interesting if they do that. I don't think they would be ex- like favored over the Bills in the AFC East, but they'd probably be second, I think, with with Rodgers, if not also Carr. Um, I might think they'd be better off with Carr than Rodgers. I think Rodgers might have fallen off a cliff. Um, that's not to say they won't be expected to be great because he's Aaron Rodgers, but you know, I, I might be more worried about them if they if they got their Carr, honestly. So, like, right now, anticipating that they maybe do get one of those two guys, um, and maybe they don't. There's yep. Vegas for Rodgers. There's New Orleans for Carr. Like, they don't have to. And they don't. They but, may not have to trade for Carr. Carr's got, like, $40 million that's guaranteed right. that's as right. of next, the middle of next week. And if a trade doesn't happen before then, the Raiders are just going to release him, and he can do whatever he wants. Right. I think that deadline is Wednesday. Yeah. So, would they be more or less – than 50-50 to make the playoffs. Like, if I could bet them to make the playoffs right now, I would. And if they don't get either of those guys, then maybe it's like Garoppolo or somebody or, I don't know, Brissette. It dries up. <laughs> it, it does, yes. You got you got, you got got to Brissette, and I was over here thinking, Darnold? Darnold, uh, right? Mayfield. <laughs> like, you're getting to that level. And then right. they, they would not be expected to make the playoffs. But they... They need somebody. They, that might be the mo- the one position in the entire NFL, the Jets at quarterback, the most crying out for help. Because they really do 
have, I mean, they have, they have, they have the offensive and defensive rookies of the year mm-hmm. and a running back who maybe would have could have been the offensive rookie of the year had he not gotten hurt. Um, so, I mean, he'll have to come back from that injury, and that's not always easy, at least not the first year. But anyway, they've got a really nice-looking team even outside of those guys. Thanks, Greg. Uh, they will be interesting to watch for sure. Paul Hamilton at 6 today, and then we have Niagara basketball tonight. Before any of that, Sal Capaccio joins us in about 20 minutes. We'll talk about this Chad Hall move. The Bills receiver coach is leaving for Jacksonville. And the Super Bowl matchup coming up. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here at 803-0550. This is WGR. Brandon Ayuk said that he thinks the Chiefs are going to expose the Eagles defensively. Something that he thought you guys could have and should have done if everyone had stayed healthy. Do you agree with him? You know, I, I hope both teams lose. Uh, I, I To me, it, it's, uh, it's, it doesn't matter. Obviously, I wish I was – we wish we were playing so bad. Uh, that game still hurts, and it will for a while. But I think Nick Bosa said it best. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm going to watch the game. It might hurt too much. Christian McCaffrey. Chiefs and Eagles. Super Bowl 57. There have been 56 of these things. And we're still using those letters <laughs> to count yeah. them. L-V-I-I, 57. Yeah. I, never, I don't remember getting to uh, the, the L's in, uh, in school when we learned about Roman numerals. <laughs> I don't remember going that high. L for 50. Or maybe I just stopped short because the Super Bowl was only in, you know, in the in the teens when I was in school. <laughs> you don't, when, when a TV show ends, pause it for the Roman numeral for the year of the production and figure out exactly what year the show was made? You don't do that on a regular basis? Never one time in my life. I know what you're talking about. I've seen it, but I, I've never thought to... When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, try to decipher it. Pretty easy now, like MMXXIII. Not not too complicated, but back at boy, the 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 nineteen nineties, if you were old enough to remember, oh M C M C X C L five four two P R. Just so those were great days. Those were really great days. I'm not even real sure what's happening. <laughs> Roman numerals. <laughs> Fun with Roman numerals, everybody. What's your latest prediction here for Sunday? Uh, Chiefs. I'm I'm uh, I'm on the Chiefs. I'm with uh, with our guest from four o'clock, Ian Harditz. I, I I just you know I have a hard time 
not picking Mahomes, even, you know, somewhat compromised. I mean, I don't know um, how, how we'll see, I guess, when we get to the game. Um, he he was he had a very tough time the last time they were in this game, and I have a hard time seeing him not be much better than that in such a big spot. I say it can't happen, but I'm I'm leaning Chiefs. Um, I've got action on the Chiefs, but I I also I, I I hedged a little. I got a little. I got a little. I got a little Eagles parlay built up too because. Well, I won a basketball thing last night, so I had a little extra money, so I was able to offset what I was. Like, so I'm, I'm on both sides, but the Chiefs are who I think is going to win. Wow. You're betting both teams. Last night with Jeremy and Joe, we started talking, and then we all ended up sort of talking each other into the Chiefs winning by 14 points or more. So oh, really? Jeremy right. bet them minus 6.5. Joe bet them minus 14, I think. Oh. I've yet to do that, but. The idea, like the Chiefs getting ahead and taking Philadelphia out of mm-hmm. what what it wants to do, and you've pointed out a few times, like the Eagles. I mean, it's Kansas City. Anybody could almost say this, but they haven't played against him yet. They haven't played against a team like the Chiefs offensively. So, could Kansas City score? Of course. And if they do that, what might that mean to Philly's approach? Yep. Remember Ross last week or two weeks ago about the NFC Championship? He's like, I really think. Whoever scores first will win that game. And so Philly did. San Francisco tied that game. And then lost their quarterbacks. Yeah, like not even really fair. Uh, But you could see that sort of manifesting the way he described it. Like one Mm -hmm. team gets ahead and forces the other into, um, you know, a a new plan. And I think if if Philadelphia gets ahead, Kansas City, maybe Kansas City can't do it, but their, their plan will be the same. Right, they're just going to throw and throw, and, and, you know, to me, they can catch up. They can fall behind 10, 14, 17 even, and I wouldn't want to rule, you know, depending on the time left, I wouldn't want to rule them out. I think if the Eagles were to fall behind by double digits, it would really be imp- – again, I don't, I'm not saying they can't do it, but it, it doesn't really fit their script if they were to need to come back. We'll talk to Sal next about the game, the the Bills losing their wide receiver coach reportedly, and more football stuff with Sal. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, that is next here on WGR. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero 
Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.